What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Tuesday, September 1st. Here's what you missed while you were already racking up 10 hours on that new Avengers video game. Hot! Great. Guess who's Bizak? Back to meddling in the elections again. Your boy, Putin and the Russian hacksters. That's right. According to Russia's Commerçant newspaper, quote, a database of several million American voters, personal information has appeared on the Russian dark web two months ahead of the presidential election, clouded by claims of Russian meddling. A user nicknamed Gorka9 advertised free access to the personal information of 7.6 million voters in Michigan in an unnamed discussion forum, according to the Commerçant. The paper said it had also found databases of between 2 million and 6 million voters in Connecticut, Arkansas, Florida, and North Carolina. InfoWatch, a software company that provides data security services, confirmed the authenticity of the database to Commerçant. InfoWatch said the data leaked online sometime in late 2019. The information reportedly includes names, date of birth, gender, dates of voter registration, addresses, zip codes, email, voter registration number, and polling station numbers. Commerçant reported that Gorka 9 said the data was valid as of March 2020, end quote. So, yeah, apparently it's like 2016 just all over again. Russia meddling, election data getting leaked online, intelligence agencies confirming it, and Trumpito still calling it all a hoax. Let's hope for a different outcome this time, though. Fingers crossed. All right, I hate talking about death, but it is a part of life and definitely a big part of the story on the vid. And, you know, the New York Times had an interesting article today regarding what they're calling the death gap. And it goes like this, quote, if the United States had done merely an average job of fighting the Rona. So if the U.S. accounted for the same share of virus deaths as it does global population, how many fewer Americans would have died? And the answer, about 145,000, end quote. And by the way, we're currently sitting around 183,000. That's wild. Continuing, no other country looks as bad by this measure. The U.S. accounts for 4% of the world's population and 22% of confirmed vid deaths. It's one of the many signs that the Trump administration has done a poorer job of controlling the virus than dozens of other governments around the world. These specific numbers are only estimates, of course. They're based on virus statistics that are unavoidably incomplete. After the U.S., Brazil and Mexico have the next level largest gaps between population share and official death share. There are also countries with less advanced medical systems, so no other affluent country has nearly such a big gap. Canada and several European countries each account for a greater percentage of deaths than population, yet the differences aren't nearly as severe as the U.S. And some countries have actually a positive version of the gap, end quote. Now, of course, these are statistics, and averages aren't usually the best usage of numbers, And if you also add to that the fact that the U.S. is a larger international travel hub and we already sucked at surviving the planet compared to other countries before the vid arrived, then you can think about it slightly different. But you have to add that with all this money and our smarts and supposedly this amazing healthcare system, we should have ended up with much better than just shooting for average, which, as the author notes, does lead one to believe that this wasn't inevitable. 
but instead is a, quote, tragic reflection on our failed response due to our tradition of prioritizing individualism. More rants on that in the bonus news. Oh, you don't know about the bonus news? Listen all the way to the end, my peeps. You might hear the name Nestle and immediately think of chocolate candy bars and chocolate milk and chips ahoy and maybe even the random bottle of water, but they own a lot, over 2,000 brands actually in over 150 countries. This is a huge company and they've expanded their ownership this week. They dropped $2.6 billion on AI Immune Therapeutics, a biotech firm that has a promising peanut allergy treatment. Yeah, apparently Nestle is now pushing into the health science field and this is its largest move yet nespresso sales notwithstanding there's just more margin in the health market and the sweets and water business is actually slowing down quote a immune's treatment called palforgia exposes patients to small doses of peanut protein and one approval from the u.s food and drug administration back in february we actually ran a story on that analyst estimates its revenue may exceed one billion dollars in 2025 nestle has had a research partnership with A-Immune for five years and first bought shares in the company in 2016. It's been working on the acquisition for three months, Greg Bihar, head of its health science unit, said in an interview, end quote. But back to the coffee. It also looks like they recently dropped $7.2 billion for the right to market Starbucks branded products for the Nespresso capsule based system. And they're looking to acquire even more companies this year. Quote, Nestle has been very vocal lately and its intention to strengthen its position with acquisitions, end quote. They got a lot of cash too after selling a few of their business units last year, so expect to see more purchases on the horizon. Speaking of horizons... United Airlines broke news this week when they announced an update to one of the worst things about having to choose to fly, the fees. No, they're still charging for luggage fees and they're not yet charging you to use the bathroom, but they're trying to get more customers back. And since the start of the vid, they've been waiving what they call the change fee that they typically charge. And now they're going to make that change permanent. Soon after, American and Delta followed suit and announced the same exact thing. Quote, it's no secret that the Rona has had a historic historic economic impact on airlines, United CEO Scott Kirby said in a statement. When we hear from customers about where we can improve, getting rid of this fee is often the top request, end quote. Now, all three airlines, they charge $200, although they vary on what they consider domestic flights. And nah, this isn't covered on basic economy flights. They're going to still nickel and diamond fees for the BE tickets. But United also announced that starting January 1st, United will allow customers to fly same-day standby for free. And this is a service that used to cost $75 for people that didn't have status in the rewards program. Now, American is going to do the same starting October 1st. Southwest flyers are probably sitting here questioning the entire story. Like, wait a minute, airlines charge fees to change flights? Since when? Southwest doesn't charge any change fees. So why do these guys? Well, because they suck. Quote, according to the Bureau of Transportation Statistics last year, United collected more than $625 million, Delta more than $830 million, and American $818 million in fees for changes and cancellations. In 2019, U.S. airlines took in more than $2.8 billion in these fees. 
And finally, when we discussed the Samsung Unpacked event a few weeks ago, I told you that there would be another special event just for the Z Fold 2 in September. And it happened. It was today. So we finally got some details on this pretty little thing. The biggest news was the price and the release date. It's shipping on September 18th, but the price? Yeah, it starts at $19.99 and it doesn't even come in Prince Purple. Quote, the most noticeable upgrade is on the outside. The display that you see when the Z Fold 2 is closed is now much bigger than on the original Fold. The so-called cover display is now 6.2 inches diagonally, taking up nearly the entire front of the device. Aside from improved durability, the Z Fold 2's interior screen improvements are twofold. First, the 7.6 inch display no longer has that huge notched cutout for multiple cameras. That's been replaced by a small single hole punch for the selfie camera. Second, it has a dynamic refresh rate of up to 120 hertz. And overall, the aesthetic of the Z Fold 2 is a small improvement over last year's model. End quote. Well, at least they know it's a luxury device. They even have a Tom Brown bundled version that costs $3,300 if you really trying to flex in the currently non-existent crowds. This obviously seems more like a public prototype device, similar to that recently released Surface Duo. I mean, we'll have to see how the consumer sector reacts to it and whatever in this tech makes its way down to the more regular common sense price devices at, you know, $700 to $1,000. Oh, geez. Well, over the next five years, we'll see what happens. Until then, well, it is September. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. And uh, in that bonus news section for the 64 of you to stick around to the end of the show, there's still a few of you that forgot that there's bonus news. So here it is. Really quick, Apple has dropped iOS version 13.7 today, and you should update. The only reason why you're going to want to know about this is because it now has what they're calling Exposure Notifications Express. So it's that whole contact tracing thing without needing an app. But this is the part that I said I was going to get on another rant about because it's only available for Maryland, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. They're the only states that have committed to dropping this new system because in America, all the states do everything individually instead of having a freaking president that would lead us from the top and just make a national-based exposure notification system. Why can't a boy just dream? Anyways, in completely different news, congratulations to Ed Sheeran. He had a baby today. They named her Lyra Antarctica. So there you go. Congrats to Ed Sheeran. I'm sure he'll write a beautiful song about that experience. In fast food news, if you like pretzel buns, well, guess what? Wendy's brought it back. So now you can get your double bacon cheeseburger or spicy chicken sandwich on a pretzel bun. Those are always tasty. Anyways, today's Tuesday. Not a whole heck of a lot going on. So I'm going to just tighten this up right here and remind you, as always, stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated in all you do. Dodge the rest and catch up with me because I got you with the news. <laughs>